If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Colleen. Hi there. How you doing? Uh, good because, um, I have heard an idea that can be applied to both kids and adults. And I'm really, really excited that someone shared this with me. Um, I'm wondering, have you ever had a problem and you're not really (laughs) sure of the solution and you start asking for people's advice? Like, how do you, how do you usually handle your problems? Cause I'm an open book and I tell everyone my problems and then I may not even take the advice I hear. So how do you, how do you handle problem solution scenarios for yourself? That's a really good question. I don't know. Cause I don't think I really tell anybody anything. <laughs> you, you <laughs> solve it yourself really and then you go for it. You're such a, te- you're such a leader. That's what leaders do. They well, solve seriously, it. Seriously, Like I, yeah, I don't solicit a whole lot. I, I do some reading. I reflect on, you know, how did this work out before? What, you know, what's the pattern that I should be analyzing here? Maybe with people really close to me. Uh, you, and you know me, I mean, maybe I've leaned on you for some problem solving, but I don't normally just share my struggles with everybody. No. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) okay. This, this is coming from Dr. Christina Ariano. Um, she is over in the archdiocese of Los Angeles. And when I asked her for an idea, she said, Oh, I have a great one that works really well in classrooms Mm. and you can use it at any any age, any grade level, and it's called a solution circle. So this is not a restorative restorative practices circle or a, like a you know we've been all been talking about circles lately. This is completely different. So you're handing everybody a one page sheet of paper, and you're following the protocol like a script. So in this protocol, the mid, there's one circle in the middle, and there's six circles around it. They do not overlap like a Venn diagram. It's just just a piece of paper with seven circles on it. And the circle in the middle says, my problem is... And it's blank. And okay. then the six circles around it say, um, solution, 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 like six of them that say solution. Okay. So you take a moment, everyone in the room writes down a problem they're having and they put it in the middle of the paper. Any problem. So everyone's doing this. So it could be a time when everyone's getting frustrated. Maybe you're getting ready 
for exams. Maybe you're just trying to solve something that's very academic related. Like you're in the middle, like halfway through a project and you're getting, you're all getting stuck at the science fair projects. Or maybe this is truly about, um, social emotional stuff. Like maybe the whole class is not getting along. Okay. So it could be, it could be personal or it could be academic. Okay. So once you have written down your problem in the middle, you have to follow the protocol. And that is you're going to walk up to somebody else. You're going to read what your problem is. And for about a minute, they are going to say, you're going to, you're going to then move on your own piece of paper to one of the solution circles. Cause you're going to talk to six colleagues or friends. You're going to walk up to someone and they have to begin their sentences with these sentence starters. Have you considered or might you try? And then they just offer every idea or suggestion or solution they can think of. And you're not allowed to tell them yes or no or say, yeah, but or like you can't do anything back. You just have to listen for that minute. And then at the end of the minute, you say, thank you for your suggestion. And then the timer goes off or whatever. And you have to find someone else. You tell them your problem. And they have one minute to tell you every solution you could think of. Now, here's what's funny. This is what um, this is what Christina said to me. She said that it's amazing that after you've gone to six different people with the same problem without um, verbally exploring the solutions. Because usually what I'll do, like I'll do this. I'll ask multiple people like, hey, how should we run this event next time? Or what should I do yeah. with this thing going on in my classroom? But yep. I usually then tell them the solution someone else said, and then I'm trying to validate it. Like I'm, I'm processing as I go. But in this situation, you're asking six people raw as if it's the first piece of advice you've been given because they don't know what other people have said. Okay. But what... Christina said is like the pattern that happens on the paper is usually the right thing to do. Of course. Like, you know, four out of six of those people are going to give you the same solution. Yes. So now, that makes perfect sense. Now, yep. because it's your problem that you own, you've now heard from six people you trust or six classmates or six colleagues. You're going back to your piece of paper and you're going, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now you're processing in real time. You're not letting each other's solutions influence at all, which is a very fresh way to go about advice. So I think that's a very refreshing thing. And maybe it's something you do as a group of leaders. Maybe it's something you do as a group of teachers. You know, maybe it's a maybe it's something you do in the teacher's lounge <laughs> for a minute or you just do it and you you just do it on your own and you ask six people for advice fresh yeah. and you tell them, like, I'm just going to listen to your advice and, and thank you for your suggestion. Like, I think it just shifts the ways that we problem solve because we're such a quick society and we're teaching kids to like make quick decisions. But this is forcing them to slow down a bit. So I love that she shared that she's done it with with students and uh, they really got somewhere with elementary students on this one. But I think it can really much... I, I need to do this. <laughs> I, oh. No one even has to know that I'm doing it this way. They can all think like exactly. I'm going to them first. Six yep. people can think that I'm going to them first with my problem. And then I can actually... If I actually write it down, uh, it's probably true. The, people probably give the same patterns of advice. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And then you can, you know, analyze those patterns of advice and, you know, make, make the decision. Um, we don't always follow the advice that we're given regardless, but it's really no. good to collect the data. <laughs> it is. And if, and if six people, but then, you know, sometimes I think, oh, everyone would think this is the right thing to do. But if I'm clearly listening, then I, I might just prove myself wrong there. Because if six people tell me not to do the thing I wanted to do anyway, I, I would probably, <laughs> I probably need to hear those six people's voices. Yeah. So yeah, 
Um, okay. And I, I do have to give a shout out. So this is adapted from um, a resource called Building Your Bounce, Simple Strategies for Resilient You. And it was published in 2013. So it's adapted, okay. of course, like all good teacher ideas, like a million different times. But um, that's a great way to... Um, it's called a solution circle. Okay. So what, what was coming to my, as you were describing this, what I was thinking about was how many, because I do a lot of coaching. I know you do mm-hmm. some coaching too, but you know, I do a lot of coaching with teachers and principals and that just using that phrase, have you considered it's, it's the most non-threatening, like just, you know, have you thought about, did you realize Mm -hmm. that there was this other possibility out here? Like, it's just, it's the perfect way to address a problem in a, you know, that's just a, like a, a friendly, I don't know, non-confrontational, you Mm -hmm. know, way to, to solve a problem with, with another person. I think sometimes, and I think sometimes people are, um, reluctant to get too much input on ways to solve a problem because you have ideas in your own head um, about how you want something to be or a decision that you want to make. And so getting Mm -hmm. too much input can uh, possibly be intimidating, but that concept of there are other things to consider here. Have you considered Mm -hmm. these other, these other things? That's just a really good way to go about it. And a good thing a good thing to teach kids. It's a really good thing to, great Mm -hmm. to to use with adults, but this is a great thing to teach kids. Well, and it's great for us to model as teachers. Like even you pointing to that, I don't know that I use that phrase. Have you considered? I probably say, well, Mm -hmm. you should, or maybe you Mm -hmm. should try. Don't say that. (laughs) I know. But have you considered? And when you use the word coaching, it reminds us that, you know, many of us are actual athletic coaches too. So it's like Uh um, saying to a kid on a basketball court, like, have you considered throwing it to the left (laughs) instead of to the right? Like if you're the point guard and you're coming down and you're throwing it to the right every time because you're right-handed, like, have you considered throwing it to the left wing? Like it it, just saying it differently is way different. Um, Uh So I, I love that. As teachers, how often do we give advice, but maybe we can think of different sentence starters. So I think there's a few layers on this one and oh, uh, a big definitely. shout this out for this idea. idea. Yep. Love that. Well, Christina, Christina is a great leader. This isn't, this isn't, um, it doesn't surprise me that this is a, a process or a protocol that she would attempt yeah. with adults or children. So shout out to her and her leadership too. Yep. She's amazing. All right. So thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time. 